Happy Friday, everybody. And welcome to another handsome episode of Made Man, where today I just finished watching episode seven, season four of Mad Men, The Suitcase. But before I get into that, you've heard me talk about how you can leave me messages uh, using the Anchor app. Well, guess what? I got one! Hey there. Um, I've seen the show a crazy number of times. I'm watching along with the podcast now, which I love. I love um, how excited you get about the shop talk, because this has always been my favorite part of the show. Um, Meetings with clients, like changes in media, uh, the shift from print to television. Um, I love to talk about all that stuff, client conflicts, market share, giving clients what they want. Actually, this is particularly fascinating to me. Um, the whole the whole conflict of giving clients what they want versus um, telling clients what they want, which I think Don struggles a lot with throughout the show. Um, there's a lot of risk and reward potential for both sides. So that's good stuff. Um, I love the major historical events and how they play that into every individual character development and then also the relationships of the characters um, and the operations of the agency day to day. Really fascinating. Um, and I love how much you hate Betty. God, what a fucking bitch. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much, Esther. And yes, fuck Betty Draper. Francis, whatever the hell her name is. And I apologize in advance. Uh, we just swore. But if you're a kid and you're listening to a uh, Mad Men podcast, you're already a cool kid. And uh, swears don't bother you. Now, on to the episode. The Suitcase. I really like this. Really, really like this episode because it brought together two characters who are major players, major storylines, and yet they don't have enough interaction together. And this was wonderful because they got to have it. There's a lot going on in Sterling Draper. Sterling Cooper Draper Price took me a moment. Every time I say it, I have to think about it. Um... We have a big fight happening. The Sunny Lister, Muhammad Ali. Uh, I want to say Muhammad Ali, if you, if you ever saw uh, Coming to America. Uh, but he still cashes clay there. But they did mention Muhammad Ali, so he must have been changing his name, or at least he started to refer to himself as that. I don't know how the whole thing worked uh, as far as historically. Maybe it took people a while to stop calling him Cassius Clay. But there's a big fight going on. Um, Harry's got tickets because he is the TV guy. So he's able to get tickets from people and he's given away free tickets to the guys in the office and he, some of the other guys, he's making them pay. There's some, some just wonderful anti-Semitic humor going on. Oh, classic. And it, it, I don't even think they thought of it as that then. They're just, you know, a couple of jackasses saying things that are just not very nice. Um, but the whole thing is, the, mo- the the fight, I guess they said, was in Maine. I didn't know that. But they are they have a thing, closed-circuit closed television, sort of, at, at a movie theater. So they can all go to a movie theater and see the fight. People are betting on it. Everyone wants to get in on it. But um, Roger D. 
didn't want to go because there were some clients he had to get stuck with, um, or he want he wanted Don to be there. I, I I misunderstood that. I'm sure I misunderstood that. Uh, but Don did want to go, but he ends up kind of staying late for something. Uh, oh, you know what it is. He got a message, an urgent phone call from California saying urgent to call back. He knew right away. He knew right away it was, it was news about Anna. Uh, and he wanted to do everything possible to avoid calling back. He almost called back, stopped himself, and then just buried himself into work with Samsonite. Samsonite suitcases. He's got um, Peggy and her team on it, and he is not thrilled with what they have. They put together this whole kind of uh, reenactment of a commercial. I'm, I apologize. It's, it is 10.53 p.m. at night, and um, that kind of a long day. Not, I didn't work today, but I did go see a movie, and it was a, it was a long one, and they were... There were Avengers in it. I'm not going to tell you the name of the movie, but there was just a long one. Um, so if I yawn, I apologize in advance. But that's that's part of my charm. That's why you're here. Um, so they put together this whole reenactment where the it's like a football thing where they get a paid endorsement. They get uh, Joe Namath to come in and... He's going to be uh, protected by a woman holding a Samsonite while guys are trying to rush in holding cheaper luggage or competitive luggage, uh, showing that Samsonite is the toughest. It can even protect uh, Joe Namath by just a woman holding it. Don didn't like it. Don did not like endorsements. I think, I wonder if that's still like um, something that harkens back to uh, the, the print days or, hear me out, Remember the comedian who endorsed the chips, and he, he uh, Don had a kind of a falling out after he banged his wife. You know, but that's what Don does. He, he dips his quill to Company Inc., and things go bad. Is that a real metaphor? Or did I just make that up? I don't know, but he's not happy with it. He wants them to keep working. The guys are like, "Well, we still got to go to lunch. They still got to do this." And Peggy kind of stays focused on it. She does go to lunch with them. But, oh, excuse me. But towards the end of the day, um, she's like, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to get out of here. It's time to go. Uh, it's my birthday, and she's going to be meeting her boyfriend, Mark, for dinner, for a nice romantic dinner. And he goes in. She goes in to say, hey, Don, we're, we're, I'm heading out. And Don's like, well, wait, one, one thing. And I think Don was, at this point, just trying to distract himself with work. And he starts asking about Samsonite. And she's like, well, I'll deal with it for a bit. And you think it's going to just be a bit, but it lasts a little longer. And she ends up having to call her boyfriend at the restaurant to say, be a little late, not too long, 15 minutes or so. He's like, 15 minutes? Okay, okay, I can deal with that. And then um, he looks around and he sees that, you see that he's not, um, actually, I don't think they showed this at first. Then she called back later. He's like, you said it was going to be 15 minutes. It's an hour. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he won't let me leave. Um, and he finally gives in that she, this wasn't a nice romantic dinner. I'm trying not to yawn. He was surprising her. He was surprising her with a dinner with her family. Literally the last thing that Peggy would want. Dinner with her mother and her sister and her sister's husband. And her roommate, who didn't even look like she wanted to be there. Probably just there for the free dinner. 
So some bickering and arguing goes back and forth. And it seems like her boyfriend dumped her right there on the phone. Now, I'm all over the place. I know I am. But I'm going to bounce back a bit because while Peggy was in her office earlier, she got a phone call from Duck Phillips. Now, I didn't mention this. I forgot to mention this in the last episode. The episode where they won the award, the Cleos. One man got kicked out of the awards, and that was Duck Phillips, because he was drunk and belligerent. If you remember, back in the old classic Sterling Cooper days, Duck needed Duck was uh, sober. He admitted to having a drinking problem, and he was sober. But Duck also, to this day, I will never forgive him for taking that dog, opening the door, and letting the dog just run through the streets. I worry about that dog still. Screw you, Duck. You're not Betty Draper level awful. But you are like right there. Right there. Um, Duck calls and he's like, hey, I got you. A, oh, she she got a gift for her birthday. She got flowers. He's like, did you get the gift? Uh, and she opens it up and it's business cards for Phillips Olsen uh, Advertising. Duck's ready to get out there and start her own firm, and you're going to be the creative director. She's like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. He's yeah, I got, I got a lot of irons in the fire. He has nothing. All he has is business cards and an idea. He's, idea? Where, where do I live? A business cards and an idea. He is in his home, quote-unquote home office, sitting on a chair with just piles of paper around him, drinking. He's got all these ideas. He's no longer at the company he was at. He said it was mutual. He obviously got fired. Oh, boy, the yawning is just ridiculous. Um, he obviously got fired, and now he wants uh, Peggy to jump ship and come with him. And he's like, I still need you, baby. I can't stop thinking about you, honey doll, or something like that. Um, and she kind of is like, I don't know if this is real or this is the alcohol talking. I don't know what, what, you, what you're doing. He goes like, I spent money on the business cards, and he got angry about that. And then she's like, I have to go for work. All the guys came in. And she blew him off. Oh, my God. Don't podcast at 11 o'clock at night when you've been up since 6 in the morning. Even though I didn't work, I did go for a couple walks and watch a long movie. And look, after a while, the human body can only hold, can only take so much before you get tired, fall asleep. But I'm not going to fall asleep during the podcast I'm just going to keep yawning and going so that was earlier in the day while the day was still there the Duck Phillips uh, was trying to court her trying to bring her back to him uh, trying to bring her over and start their own thing uh, trying to poach her basically and it seemed like oh my god that sucks um, he was saying that I have I have um, I want to focus on women's products I have an in with some guy at Tampax. But to me, it almost sounded like he was also fishing for any clients that Peggy had so that she could bring them to him because he needs her more than she needs him. Um, and that, that's just my opinion. Um, but the way the episode keeps going is uh, people start to leave for the day. And as I said, Peggy ends up staying behind. And she stays behind for a little bit. Helps. As I said, she stayed behind when the boyfriend called and dumped her. 
And in between those times, they were kind of, she was being like, uh, you know, passive aggressive, like, yeah, fine. You just do this. Let's go. Come on. And he's like, I'm sorry. You have someplace to be. And she did not say it was her birthday. And then she, they kind of start yelling at each other. And she's like, you, you're just going to, I'm going to give you good ideas just because you don't like them. They're not good. He goes, that's your job. That's what we pay you for. You don't say thank you. He's like, that's what the money's for. And she's like, you took the Clio. That's what we do. This is the work. There's no credits on this. So she, she admitted she was upset about the Clio and about the, the, the TV spot that was her idea. And she goes, you changed it just enough to make it your idea. He goes, that's what we do. It, it, it was a dark in a closet. I, we had to change it for television and blah, blah, blah. He was really uh, dicky to her. I think she was upset about the boyfriend and upset about the Clio and upset about staying late. He was upset because of Anna Draper and the phone call he had to make. And he doesn't like this. He, I think he sees these young people is like, what the hell are you even, you know, arguing about? You, you're getting paid to do this. This is your job. Um, you'll, you're, you've been in the job for two years and you're already worrying about credit. Uh, and he upset her. She ended up uh, crying, going to the bathroom. Um, but she did not give up. She never stopped. That's the thing about Peggy. She loves the job almost as much as Don. She loves it so much that she doesn't go see her boyfriend. She loves it so much that she'll get yelled at and just come right back. Um, earlier in the day, she went to the bathroom and uh, who walked in but Trudy, Trudy Campbell, pregnant Trudy Campbell. And it's like, oh, that's nice because, you know, Trudy, oh, wait, wait, wait. Pete also put a baby inside of Peggy. Pete put a baby in Peggy and Pete put a baby in Trudy. Took me a second to remember her name. So I, I, ooh, I love that, like, you know, Peggy knows, Pete knows, and Trudy has no idea. So she just sees Peggy as this, hey, how, how you doing? Oh, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. And then she says something really, really, again, I like to say the term passive-aggressive or just mean where it's like, oh, and, you know, don't worry, 26 is so young. Like, don't worry, you'll find a husband someday. It's like, Jesus. Uh, just because Trudy got exactly what she wanted. Guess what, Trudy? So did Pete. And they they come out of the bathroom together and circle around because they're going to all go to the fight, uh, except Peggy. And when they come around the bend, Pete has this look like, oh, hi, oh, shit. But he gives a little second glance to Peggy. He he has this, this lovely wife, but she doesn't do it for him. He still desires Peggy. That's the way it is. It's just, he still desires Peggy Olsen. You can see it in his eyes. And as much as I think Pete is a creep, um, I just think his feelings are more genuine for Peggy. Sorry, Peggy. Sorry you have a creep. But, you know, at the same time, she still has feelings for Pete, too. Something about them. Something about that that that, that duo. Uh, and if I have to say, if you got to choose between Duck and Pete, I'm going to pick Pete. I'm going to pick anybody over Duck. Except Betty. Um, what I really love about this episode is kind of when everyone leaves, the fighting is done, and it they just kind of focus on a little bit of work and a lot of just hanging out, spending time together. Don is um, dictating ideas for Samsonite, and he comes across a tape of Roger that he was recording um, his book. Remember, he was dictating his book a couple of weeks ago. 
And I, I guess the secretary probably mixed things up and, and left the tape in Don's office. And the like, he he was saying in the, in the uh, in the recording, he said that Cooper has no testicles. I believe he said oh, there was something else he said that was like. Um, I forget what it was. There was something interesting there that he said because it was the Cooper having no testicles that was really funny. And he was talking about, oh, just writing a book. Oh, his secretary. He, he At some point, he early on, he slept with that, that old, I think it's that older woman that's with Don, right? That was, and they and they kind of laughed and bonded over it. And even Peggy's like, how are you laughing? Why are you laughing at this? We shouldn't be listening to this. It's like reading someone's diary. And he Don didn't care, first of all. And he just started, you know, laughing. And, and they kind of, um... It, it that bonded him a little and he's like come on let's go get a bite to eat and they just hung out for a few minutes they did talk work but um they kind of opened up a bit about their father's dying don talking about his dad um you know being being kicked by a horse and uh you know he doesn't open up he didn't he didn't open up he never opened up about his wife until uh, to his wife until she caught him uh and with Peggy, I think he sees Peggy as this younger sister. And Peggy mentioned that, you know, everyone thinks that you and I slept together and I got the job from we slept together. People think that you are the reason, you know, you, the, you, you're the one who did that to me. My mother thinks that and she hates you. And he's like, what? That's Just because he's the only one who visited her in the hospital. But he visited her in the hospital because he values her. Remember that time? And remember when they were starting their own firm? She, he said that he would spend the rest of his life trying to hire her. So he gives her a hard time because he knows she's good. And, um, he, you know, they, he, she takes it because she also knows, she knows he's good and she likes working for him, even though their relationship sometimes can get a little hostile. Um, but they go out for, and they go out for drinks afterwards. Just, it was like two friends going out. Uh, and Don, you know, said, you know, Don was talking about, um, that's when they talked about the, uh, the, the pregnancy and he was like, do you know who it, who it was? And he's like, oh, she's like, of course I know who it was. Um, and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard around playgrounds. Um, but I, she didn't, and she did say something where it's like, sometimes it, you know, it's hard daily or something like that, where I thought she almost said. I thought she almost gave a hint that it's someone from work, but I could be wrong, and I probably am. And they were listening to the uh, to the fight on the radio. It turns out that they uh, lost money. They lost or Don lost a hundred bucks on the fight. They all they all bet on Lister, but you you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have bet against Cassius Clay. Um, after drinks, they got a little too drunk, so. They head back to the office, and Don is um, just kind of like teetering. She helps him into the bathroom where right away he throws up. And then you start hearing in the background, Peggy, Peggy, Peggy. And she's like, okay, I'll be right back. She, she goes out of the office, and who's there but Drunken Duck Phillips. I'll just call him Druck for Drunken Duck. Druck. He's there. He's like, I called... Um, your your roommate and she said you're still at the office um he's like i need you baby and um she's like what are you doing you know you're drunk and she starts to try to walk him out meanwhile don's back in his office 
They walk by each other, and Don's like, what are you doing here? And he goes, I should have known. Duck Phillips is like, excuse me, he's like, I should have known. He goes, she's with you. She's just a, you know, just another whore. So he starts insulting her right away, just another whore. And, um, and she should be with me and, you know, not with you or something like that. And Don takes a swing at him. They're both drunk, so he misses. They end up wrestling around, and, and Duck ends up on top of him, and he has his, like, fist open, like, where he would hit him in the face with the, with the, like, the brunt of his nose, with the, with the bare bottom of his, of his palm. There, I can't say words. And he's like, I've killed 20 men in Okinawa, or nine men, or something like that. Um, and he had that fist, like he was going to jam that. I remember when I was a kid, we'd always say, I could, I'd hit you right under your nose, I would push your nose up into your brain and kill you. Um, so I don't know if that's what he was trying to do, but Peggy's like, come on, come on, let's get out of here. He's like, come on, Peggy. So Duck probably thinks he's, he's won Peggy over, even though he's insulted her right in front of her face. And Peggy just kind of takes him back to the elevator and comes back again. And they talk for a few minutes. She gets another drink. They sit down and she's like, he's like, are you okay? And, um, he's like, uh, what did he say? I think this is when he said it at night. He says, I have to make a phone call. Um, she goes, why are you, why do you, why are you still doing this? Why are you, what are you doing? Cause he's like, fix me a drink. And she's like, what are you doing? You should be going home. He goes, I have to make a phone call and I know it's going to be bad. She's like, well, you know, he's like, can you just fix me a drink? Fixes him a drink. He sits down. He lies down, like puts her head on his lap and he just falls asleep. But she ends up drinking the drink and, they wake up. He wakes up. He sees that she's lying there. And I think he just kind of... Oh, no, I'm sorry. He does go make the phone call. He makes the phone call, right? It was dark. No, no, I'm wrong. I'm very wrong. It was not dark when he called. It was light when he called. So they fall asleep, and they end up sleeping the whole night there. And he wakes up, uh, and he's like... Um, you know, she gets up and she's like, goes to the bathroom. He makes the phone call and it's the news that, that Anna Draper's gone. Uh, it was the, the girl, the, the niece uh, that he hung out with. Uh, she passed away. She really, he's like, I, I, you know, I wish I was there. Did, you know, um, she said um, that she donated her body to science because she wanted to get into UCLA tuition free. He's like, of course she did. Um, she said, uh, that she really wasn't with it towards the end, um, but she wanted him to know. So maybe she knew. She knew at some point she was sick. Uh, and he was like, "I'd like to come out there and de- you know and make arrangements for the house." And she's like, "I'd like to live in the house, but I, th- I feel like Don's going to go out there for the funeral or something. He's going to get out there." Um, and then he gets off the phone and he just loses it. He starts bawling and crying, and she's like, and Peggy comes in. She's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, uh, just someone very close to me uh, died. And um, he was like, oh, my goodness, who, who was it? He was just the only person who really knew who I was. And Peggy's like, that's not true. Put her hand on his shoulder. And like, is that how the episode ended? <sighs> I'm awful at this. I think that's how the episode ended. Uh, but she did. This was the, this was the next morning. No. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I am all over the place. 
So the next morning she wakes up, and the guys actually woke her up with a whistle. And, um, I mean, look, if I don't get the order, it doesn't matter. The guys woke her up with a, with a, a whistle, and it was pretty funny. And he's like, what, did you, did you sleep here? She's like, yeah. And um, they talked about the fight a little bit, and she went into Don's office, and Don looked perfect. New shirt, hair, perfect. She's like, "What did what did you, you look? You look all cleaned up. Like, what did you do?" He's like, oh, "I just refreshed myself up." Um, why don't you? Oh, this is. It must have been. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is, he he had a new idea of based on the the photo of uh, Muhammad Ali standing over Sonny Lister. He had an idea of Samsonite in a ring standing over the competitor, and she's like, "It's good." Uh, you know, he goes, great. He goes, go home, take a shower, clean up, and get 10, come up, come back with me with 10 taglines. She's like, will do. I want to say that's where the episode ended. I feel like that's where the episode ended. I, and if I didn't recap it perfectly, that's okay. Here, here's the important stuff. Uh, the major, major important thing was just Don and Peggy hanging out. There, there was, in, you know, intertwinement, which probably isn't a word. Duck Phillips uh, still courting Peggy, not having a job. Um, Pete just kind of, for a moment, sitting there and, and glancing at, um, at, uh, at, at at Peggy with his wife right there. You can still still see these feelings. And, of course, the passing of Anna Draper, um, who is just like, a, like an older sister, like, um, like an aunt to Dawn. Almost like uh, maybe that's what Don wants to be to Peggy, and he sees that. I don't know, but that was the major, major heart of this episode, titled "The Suitcase." Uh, was just Don and Peggy fighting, getting along, bonding. Really, it was just about bonding, professionally bonding, personally bonding. Um, I think, I think I nailed it. Now, the suitcase. I'm trying to find a metaphor in that. And I'm sure I can't find one. Like, was there a, a book or a painting or something called The Suitcase? You know, the, I don't know if there was. Um, but The Suitcase was the main client of the episode. And The Suitcase is tough. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They kept talking about how tough the Samsonite suitcase is. It, it's, it's tougher than this. It has the. It's like Samson. It's got the hair. It's like, um, you know, a football player. It's tough, it's tough, it's tough. It's tougher than the others. And it comes back and keeps, and it protects you. Protects you. Maybe Peggy's a suitcase. She's so tough. Don yelled at her, she comes back. Her boyfriend yells at her, she dump, he, they, he dumps her while he's at dinner with the family. She, she just keeps on fighting. She keeps on going. She doesn't give up. Hmm? Did I, did I just do it again? Maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but friends, countrymen, folks, ladies and gentlemen, I think I'm done. I think my work is done here. Folks, you can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod. The website is fansnotexperts.com. The Facebook is fansnotexperts. And I want to tell you about another project that I'm doing. Uh, every day this month, I'm watching a movie that I've never seen before. 
I'm podcasting about it, and um, I post on Instagram photos of me in the movie because I have nothing else to do. Uh, it's called the Fans on Experts Movie Month. You can find it at fansonexperts.com, or if you search Geek Mentality, Geek Mentality on Instagram, Geek Mentality on Twitter, and the podcast is Geek Mentality, two words. Look it up, check it out, um, and it, it's, it's kind of like this. It's today's episode was bonkers because I walked to the movie theater. I walked home from the movie theater. I hit record on my phone and whatever traffic or whatever parking lots I was walking through, that's what you dealt with as I just rambled about Avengers Endgame for about 40 minutes. It's, it's, if, if you don't mind what I'm doing here, then you won't mind what I'm doing there. I want to say if you like what I'm doing here, but I don't want to get too, uh, I don't want to get, you know, uh, assume too much. You like it, but if you, don't dislike it, you might not dislike Geek Mentality. So you can check that out. Just go to fansnotexperts.com. Everything's there. Um, but for me, at MadeManPod on Twitter, as I said already. And, um, you know, I want to thank Esther for sending me my first ever uh, podcast message. It was very cool, and it sounded great. The audio quality was perfect. Uh, and you can get your message played too. If you want to send me a message, you have to get the Anchor app on uh, Google Play or the iTunes Store, and you can search for Made Man, and you can leave me a message, and I will play it on the show. But not on this show, because this show is done. And that means that we wait another week. Another seven days. Uh-oh, I'm going into that voice. Until next Friday, my friends, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for coming along with me on this journey. This journey of excitement, of advertising, of drinking, of smoking, and of a bitch named Betty Draper. Thank you for coming on this adventure as I strive to achieve the status of... Made Man. Don't ruin, you can't lose any more. Fans not experts.